Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, there's so many worlds you can explore. Like Hyrule, where I can fight enemies and save the kingdom with Link. <laughs> that sounds adventurous. Or my very own island in Animal Crossing New Horizons, where I can fish whenever I want. the size of that thing! You can find even more worlds to explore on the Nintendo Switch system. Games rated E to E10+. Games and systems sold separately. Hey, Wowzers! It's Guy Raz here, and before we start the show, did you hear the big news? <laughs> Mindy and I have another book coming out. <laughs> you may remember that last year, we released a fact book called What in the Wow, full of the most bonkerballs facts you've ever heard. <laughs> Well, this year we're releasing part two. What in the Wow 2 is full of 250 even more bonkerballs facts that will wow you and your friends and family. Like how a cat was a mayor of a town in Alaska. Or why in the world Uranus might smell like rotten eggs. Grown-ups, What in the Wow 2 will be available on April 2nd, but you can pre-order now at tinkercast.com slash new book. That's tinkercast.com slash new book. And now, let's get back to the show. <laughs> hey, grown-ups. Power up your family's playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario and Friends. Jump into the unexpected with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Or challenge each other to a race in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Go to Nintendo.com and browse the full lineup of Nintendo Switch systems. Additional accessories may be required for multiplayer mode. Games, system, and some accessories sold separately. Grocery bag, guy Ross? 
No. Well, you should try it sometime. The handles make great shoulder straps. What? See? Well, uh, anyway, Mindy, I was just outside working in my vegetable garden when I noticed your alarm clock fly out the window and land on my precious heirloom tomatoes. Well, you know what they say. Time flies when your alarm clock won't leave you alone and you have to throw it out the window. Uh... That's not how the saying goes. Anywho, let me go wake up Reggie and we can start the day. Reggie's not home. What? He's not here. He left an hour ago. Something about a family feathered forum or a flock of friends forum. No, no, wait. It was a it was a fine fowl forum featuring. What a- is he talking about, Mindy? Wait a minute, Dennis. You're telling me that Reggie went to the flock of feathers forum without me? Yeah, that's it. The flock of forum features. Wait, no. What was it again? <sighs> Mindy, what's going on? Guy Raz, come inside. We need to get you dressed. Get get me dressed? You're the one wearing a grocery bag. Okay, now, if we are going to attend the Flock of Feathers Forum, we are going to need to fit in. You picking up what I'm putting down? No. Okay, let's see here. Uh, oh, here, try this one on for size. A bird suit? No way. I don't know what you're scheming, Mindy, but I am not dressing up in a bird suit. <gasps> this is not just a bird suit, Guy Raz. This is a spectacled eider bird suit that I had custom made for emergencies. And this is an emergency. Huh. Let me see that for a moment. Wait a minute. Is this a bird with glasses? Well, I guess the spectacled eider does have rings around its eyes, which make it look like it's wearing glasses. So, yeah. Oh. It's basically the Guy Raz of birds. Well, do you even think we're going to be welcome at the Flock of Feathers Forum, Mindy? I mean, seeing as though we're humans and all? I don't know. Does this look like a human to you? Ah! We're going to fit right in. Mindy, you look like a bald eagle wearing a mustache. No, I look like a three-waddled bellbird, and a three-waddled bellbird looks like a little bald eagle wearing a mustache. Uh-huh. I see. Okay, now let's get you into your spectacled eider suit. Here, just step right in, and I will zip you up. Uh, why do I let you get me into these things. Ah. Probably because these bird suits look so warm and cozy and lifelike. <laughs> Mindy! There! Now turn around and check yourself out in the mirror. Ah! Ready to go shake a tail feather down at the forum? What is this forum? Guy Raz, it's only the world's largest flock of birds from all over the world gathered in one place. It's basically an ornithologist's dream come true. An ornithologist? You mean a person who studies birds? You know it. And normally, ornithologists have to travel all over the planet to spy on birds. But at the Flock of Feathers Forum, the birds are all in one place. You mean one stuffy hotel conference room? Yeah, and no humans are invited. But all the birds are going to be there. I'm talking the tawny frogmouth, the blue-footed booby, the horned screamer, the blue-faced honey eater, the yellow-bellied sapsucker. Are you referring to Grandma G-Force's pro wrestling friends or actual bird species? Well, technically both. But in this case, 
actual birds, Guy Raz. And if we don't fly down to the forum, we're going to miss all of their weird bird behaviors in action. I'm sorry, weird behaviors? Oh, yeah. See, I was just reading this fascinating new study in the journal Nature Ecology and Evolution. Oh, yeah? Well, what did you learn from the study? Well, I could tell you. Yes? But I'd rather show you. Uh, does this mean we're going out in public in these bird suits? Don't worry, Guy Razi. No one will be able to recognize us. I promise you. Uh, anything for science. Yes. Now, I'm just going to open the front door here, and you're going to follow me out. So just play it cool, and no one will know it's you. Hey, Guy Raz! Nice spectacled eider costume! Mindy! Who? I mean, who? Who? Oh, wow, Mindy! Hardly recognized you. Cool! A three-waddled bellbird costume. Thank you. I think you could have also pulled off a Rufus Patu, you know, with the big mouth and bulbous eyes. Hey, that's... Just flap your little wings and keep on walking, Guy Raz. Walking? Shouldn't we be flying? Guy Raz, big birds don't fly. You know the song. What song? <clears throat> big birds, they don't fly. They don't fly. Big birds don't fly. Yeah, you got it. Big birds, they don't fly. They don't fly. Big birds. Don't fly. Uh, monster birds on the loose. Run for your life. Monster birds? Where? Oh, look, we're here. Huh? We're here, Guy Raz. We made it to the Flock of Feathers Forum. Whoa. Look at all these birds, Mindy. Now this is what I call a flying. A complete air show. Come on, let's head inside. I feel like we're the biggest birds here. Nah, check out that ostrich over there. He's almost bigger than both of us combined. What in the... Hi! Hi! I mean, Tweet! 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 Okay, he doesn't look happy. I think he's onto us. Now, let's check out the schedule of events for today. Okay, let's see here. Ooh, we've got Two Can Do It, a guide to partner nest building at 10. And then at noon, there's a seminar on how to get quailified in long-distance flying. Oh, you have to have working wings to get qualified for that one. Anywho, there's also a self-help seminar for any birds who beat in high school. Eesh. Yeah, I don't know if any of these really apply to us, Mindy. Of course they don't apply to us, Guy Raz. But the bird on the street is that this is the place for the best bird watching in the world right now. Man, it seems like every single one of Reggie's feathered friends are here. I see parrots, hummingbirds, owls, woodpeckers. And look at us, a couple of cuckoos. Speak for yourself, Mindy. I'm a respectable, spectacled eider. Hey, Guy Raz, have you seen Reggie anywhere around here? Hmm, no, but uh, but I do see a workshop starting now that's called uh, Eat Like a Bird and Say No to Extinction. Oh, that's the one 
I wanted to come here for. Remember how I mentioned wanting to come down here and witness all of the weird bird behaviors? Yeah. Well, this is where we're going to find them. Come on, follow me inside. Coo, coo, coo. We're birds. Just act naturally like me. <laughs> Mindy, I didn't know Reggie was a public speaker. Did, did you know Reggie was a public speaker? Did, did Reggie know Reggie was a public speaker? Shh, let me hear what he's saying and I'll translate. <laughs> What's he saying? Uh, well, he's encouraging all of his fellow birds to experiment with new foods. <laughs> and to also try new ways of foraging. Foraging? As in searching for food? Yeah, and he's telling them that by being flexible in their eating and foraging behaviors, that they might make themselves less vulnerable to extinction. <laughs> Yes, that was. This is it. This is the study that I was talking about earlier. You mean the one in the scientific journal Nature and Ecology Evolution? Yeah. So it all started with a team of researchers led by Simon Ducatez from Spain's Center for Research on Ecology and Forestry Applications in Barcelona and Louis Lefebvre from McGill University in Montreal, Canada. Wow, that's a mouthful. More like a beakful, especially for a three-waddled bellbird like me. So what were these researchers looking for? Okay, so they believed that birds who were capable of adapting or changing the way they eat based on changes to their surroundings would have a better chance at surviving as a species than birds who were not as flexible to change. What do you mean by flexible? Oh, I think Reggie's about to introduce the Rufus Creepy Bird as an example. You know, the Rufus Treepee is part of the crow family and lives in South and Southeast Asia. It's got a long tail, eats seeds, fruit, and... Whoa! Is that bird eating fire? Wow! Looks like that really ruffled some feathers in the room. That bird is eating a flaming candle, Mindy! Well, Reggie says that this is an example of a bird who's been able to become flexible in its eating. Wait, wait, what? Okay, so apparently there's this temple in Gujarat, India, where the caretakers set out little candles made with clarified butter as the wax. Okay. Now, normally, like you were saying, the Rufus Treepee would eat things like seeds and nuts or insects. But what if those foods became hard to find? It would turn to eating flaming candles instead? You know it! The Rufus Treepee flies into the temple, grabs the lit candle like we just saw, carries the candle away, which, as you can see, is still on fire, shakes the candle until the flame goes out, then gobbles up the entire wick and the rest of the candle right along with it. Mindy, how is eating candles going to keep this bird from becoming extinct someday? Well, according to the study, it's not. Uh... But... And this is a big but. The fact that the bird is even willing to try a new food? You mean candle. Okay, the fact that the bird is even willing to try eating a candle 
is a good sign that it could also adjust and adapt to new changes in its habitat. Oh, look! Reggie's about to introduce another bird. What's he saying, Mindy? Uh, Reggie says that this next bird <laughs> is a bullfinch native to Barbados in the Caribbean. Oh, right. And bullfinches normally feed on seeds and certain plants. Yeah, until nearly all of their native habitat was turned into human habitat. You mean like hotels and shops and restaurants for the humans who vacation in Barbados? Uh-huh. So instead of eating seeds and plants, now the bullfinches eat human leftovers. Or sometimes they don't even wait for the leftovers and just go straight for the food on human plates as it's served. Look at that bullfinch, Mindy. He's got a whole packet of sugar in its tiny beak. Okay, now watch carefully. First, you sneak up on some unsuspecting humans who are trying to enjoy their meal. And then, when they're not looking, you swoop in and steal a sugar packet right off their table. Then, you take that sugar packet, pack it open, and dump the whole thing down your little bird beak. Complex set of actions for a perk. Not to mention a ton of sugar. Oh, wait, here's another one. Reggie's inviting a carob grackle to the stage for a demonstration. <laughs> and I believe carob grackles are omnivores, meaning they'll eat both plants and animals, so things like seeds and small lizards. Or dog food? What? Check it out, Guy Raz. This carob grackle is giving the other birds a tutorial on how to eat dog food. First, you sneak in and steal some dry dog food. Okay. Then you dip the dog food in a rain puddle to get it nice and mushy. And then you shove it down your track. Is this actually good for the birds? You know, eating things like processed sugar and dog food and fire? Yes, of course it's not good for the birds, Guy Raz. But what these researchers found is that they don't have much of a choice. I mean, humans are coming in and destroying their native habitats to create new human habitats, and birds are no longer able to live and eat in the ways that they were born to. And now these birds are faced with a choice to make. Yep. Either become inventorito tricksters and come up with new ways of eating and surviving, or... Or potentially go extinct as a species. Exactoritos. But these are just a few examples, Mindy. I mean, are they really enough to support the idea that birds who are able to adapt to their changing environments will be less likely to go extinct? Well, you're right in that these are only a few examples, Guy Raz. But these researchers found evidence of clever problem-solving birds all over the world. Mindy, there are somewhere around 18,000 different bird species on the planet. Are you telling me that this little team of researchers studied the strange new eating habits of all of them? Nope. 
But what they did do was take their own observations and then compare them with the observations of ornithologists in 204 ornithological journals from all over the world. Almost like a big book of bird watching. Well, big book of scientific bird watching. And for this, they specifically looked for any mentions of strange or innovative eating behaviors. And what did they find? Well, first of all, they found 60 years' worth of stories featuring more than 8,600 different bird species. Wow! And among those different species, they found over 3,800 observations of weirdo eating techniques. I don't even think you have that many strange eating habits, Mindy. Yeah, I thought that maybe by coming here I could learn a thing or two. Uh... Guy Raz, these researchers found evidence of birds who have taught themselves how to fish with bait, steal whole bags of chips from people on beaches, open sealed boxes of human snacks, use cars to crack open nuts or pry mussels out of their shells, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And then were the scientists able to compare how well the birds actually survived? Uh Uh-huh. And they found that the more innovative the birds are able to be, the less likely they are to go extinct. But to be clear, there are some other problems that birds face that can't be solved with unusual eating habits. Problems like human hunters and invasive species. That is true. And of course, we humans have a big responsibility to protect these birds and their habitats. I mean, some of these bird brains are proving to be more clever than we might have realized, but it doesn't mean that we can just leave them to fend for themselves completely. Eating dog food and candles? What's he saying, Mindy? He's welcoming all the birds in the room to come flamingle with him at the cockatiel hour later. He says there's going to be free nectar for those who drink it. I had no idea Reggie was such a popular pigeon. Yeah, we should probably get his autograph or something. You know, Mindy, I was skeptical about this adventure earlier, but I gotta say, I'm kind of glad you took me under your wing today. You and me both, buddy. Now let's get out of here. That ostrich is back, and I think he's on to us. What? Ah! Giant bird on the loose! Run for your lives! Wow in the world, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Hey, grown-ups. At Tinkercast, we believe that variety is the spice of life. Just look at the awesome variety of podcasts we make. And when it's time to eat, well, we like to have some choices there, too. Which is why we like Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Factor delivers chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals directly to your door. Everything is always fresh and never frozen. Each week, you can choose from over 35 different meal options and more than 60 add-ons. And Factor has meals for a number of different dietary preferences, like vegan and vegetarian, protein plus, and keto. At Tinkercast, we often have a few different people eating under one roof. So it's great having Factor deliver, let's say, a handful of vegetarian meals and some meat entrees. Throw in a few different flavors of protein shakes, and that's a lot of meals taken care of for the week. Nice. Head to factormeals.com slash wewow50 
and use code WEWOW50 to get 50% off. That's code WEWOW50 at factormeals.com slash WEWOW50 to get 50% off. Hey grown-ups, Mindy here from WOW in the World. And do your kids ever ask you questions like, is Bigfoot real? What happened to Amelia Earhart? Or who ate my pie? If this sounds like your kid, you have got to check out Who Win Wow Mystery Edition. On Who Win Wow, host Carly Q travels back in time to solve history's greatest mysteries, like the Bermuda Triangle, the Loch Ness Monster, UFO sightings, and so much more. It pairs perfectly with a long car drive, after-school pickup, or with a slice of pie. Life has so many unsolved mysteries. At least you can solve the mystery of what podcast to listen to next. Follow Who Win Wow on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to Who Win Wow Mystery Edition early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. That's it. Back to the show. Wow in the world. Hi, thanks for calling Wow in the World. After the beep, get ready to record. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Ruth, and I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. And my wow in the world is that roly-polies aren't actually bugs. They're crustaceans. Say hi to Dennis. Hi! Thomas Fingerling. <laughs> what? Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy my name is James, and I'm ten and a half years old. And my name is Andrew, and I'm six and a half years old. And we live in California. Our wow in the world is that a year on Mars takes 687 days. That would almost be two years on Earth. That means that I would be a little over five and a half Martian years old. And I would be a little over three and a half Martian years old. Isn't that crazy? Say hi to Reggie. Grammar G-Force and Thomas Fingerling for us. Gnarly! Booyah! <laughs> Love you, show! Hello, Mindy and Guy Ross. My name is Sam. I live in Washington, D.C. My wow in the world is that sharks have been on Earth longer than trees. Say hi to Reggie for me. <laughs> um, hi, my name's Spencer. I live in Guatemala, and my wow is that... Crocodiles can't stick their tongues out and alligators can. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy Ross. My name is Samantha from Bethesda, Maryland. Um, and my wow in the world is dolphins can see inside many animals by using sound waves called echolocation. Bye, Mindy and Guy Ross. And say hi to Stockin' Man, a.k.a. Dennis. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not as cool as Static Man, whoever he is. I mean, I, I look nothing like Static Man. He's a superhero hunk. Reggie! Hi, Mindy and Guy Ross. My name is Hollis, and I'm from Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. My wow in the world is that the universe expands faster than the speed of light. Isn't that crazy? Bye, Mindy and Guy Ross. Hi, Guy Ross and Mindy. I'm Marlon, and I'm eight years old, and I live in Florida. My wow in the world is that in the 1800s, tomatoes are considered poisonous. 
Say hi to Reggie, <laughs> Thomas Fingerling, Trump. and don't forget Dennis. Yeah, don't forget me. Bye. Hi, my name Guy Ross. My name is Amy. I live in Bethesda, Maryland, and um, my wow in the world is the mimic octopus can change its color, shape, and movements to look like other sea life, such as snakes, lionfish, stingrays, and jellyfish. Bye, Minty and Guy Ross. Say hi to, um, to Reggie. <laughs> Thomas Fingerling. I'm the fairest one of all. Grandma G-Horse. Oh, bonjourno. And Reggie. <laughs> yeah, she already said your name. <laughs> she just likes you best. Just say hi again. <laughs> you are the luckiest pigeon. <laughs> Bye, love your show. End of messages. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week on Wow in the World. And to keep the wow rolling, check out this week's scientific conversation starters at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more info on how your kids can become members of the World Organization of Wowzers, shop our wow shop, upload photos and videos to us, and check dates for our upcoming live events. That's wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Who provides the bells, whistles, and silly characters. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. Our show is written by me, Guy Raz, and Thomas Van Kalken, who also provides silly characters. Tom? Hello there. Thanks also to Jessica Bodie, Anna Zagorski, Rebecca Caban, Kit Ballinger, and Alex Curley. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer powers the wow at Tinkercast. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop-Ups. For more on their three-time Grammy-nominated all-ages music, find them at thepopups.com. And grown-ups, you can follow Wow in the World on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wow in the World. And our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. And if you're a kid with a big wow to share with us, Call us at 1-888-7-WOW-WOW for a chance to be featured at the end of the show. Also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Wow in the World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, leave us a few stars, a review, or just tell a friend about the show. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep on wowing. Jinx! is made by Tinkercast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Wow in the World early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. And grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. 